Hey everybody, it's the Dad and Buried Show. It's me, Mike, Dad and Buried, being mellow with my man Pete, who hates social media and Halloween. Say hello uh, to everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love to hate social media and Halloween? We did. I think we've talked about how much you hate Halloween before. It's fucking weird. Um, yeah. Uh, just a weird. Another like it's the, like the thing where you don't take. Um, junk food on road trips <laughs> and 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 uh, you've only seen three american movies in the past 40 years yeah um you're a weird dude you know but i am i work. am indeed i am in, you know what i thought a lot about um recently was our last episode i got irate over the fact that you called me co-host and then yeah. you proceeded to tell me uh i clearly just didn't understand what co-host meant yes. either in that moment. I do know what co-host meant, but uh, you just simply walked me through it. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And you that's how I was all, insulting you. <laughs> I know. And that's how all <laughs> arguments should go these days where it's like, wait a second, I'm outraged. And then immediately be like, yes. no, I see what I did there. I was completely wrong. I mean, you know, what's interesting is your reaction there and the way that argument went at that moment. That was the only time that it happened all day across the country. The only time <laughs> yeah, exactly. was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I yeah, apologize. The only I time any argument ended with, you know what? Actually, I was I was an idiot. You're correct. I am your co-host. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I do not like social media, but I do. So I'm not a part of it. But yet I have a podcast, and I'm um, we're all uh, a part of it. in the juice off of your uh, social media. And ride my coattails, I think, is what they say in the industry. Well, right? you know what? I will say this. I will say that um, the best part about social media is reaching a large audience, you know, being able to reach mm -hmm. a large audience that isn't really specifically, it's not you. You're not, you're not sort of saying, hey, yeah. look at me, I'm doing a thing. It's your, uh, you're basically, you're, you're talking about an emotion, which is us, which is wow. parents, right? Yes. And it's, it's a feeling. And the and the feeling is is parenting is hard, and yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I have three kids. Yeah, that's clear to everyone abundantly. Uh, I I had four, but you know we yeah. went shopping one time, and so you know. Rest uh, in power, Greg. Right, with well, three Trader G's. Joe's, you're gonna have to just raise El Melmahay. God rest. That's the that's the name you chose. Yeah. El Melmahay. El Melmahay. No yeah. one in the world has ever been called El Melmahay. Yeah. Yeah, it's from the Where'd jerk. Where'd you get that? Like a Faulkner novel? <laughs> it's from the jerk. It's so good. Elmer, uh, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Well, my favorite you know part in the jerk is uh it. my favorite part in the in the jerk is they're shooting at the cans. They're shooting at the cans when he's at the in the <laughs> some sniper guys, disgruntled guys trying to shoot him, but he's That's hitting right. all he the cans hits behind these him. Cans. Yeah. It's not from the jerk, sorry. It's from the other Steve Martin vehicle, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Scoundrels, Rupert, yeah. yeah. Which they really anyway. Um, we got a little bit off topic here. The topic tonight is tough love. It was Pete's idea. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, Pete, because even though you don't participate in social media, you got your finger on the pulse, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is what the people want to talk about this week yeah. is tough love parenting. What is it? Is there something I was confused about? Do you do it? Does it work? Did your parents do it? Um, there's a lot of meat on this, on this bone, Pete. So I yeah. appreciate the topic suggestion. Well, I mean, look, uh, even over the course of this podcast started specifically because it was two doofuses who had Very children, doofy. have children, 
trying to figure out how to have children and be good dads and mm-hmm. try and parent properly, properly, whatever the hell that means. But just Without like sweating it too much. Just not and, and but but maybe also maybe I'm just gonna put this out there maybe acknowledging that parenting really is tough and it's hard it and is. it's not like all like Instagram like filters and like loving BS. making yeah. making pancakes have you ever made pancakes with kids it it sucks it you know really what I don't think I have sucks yeah exactly <laughs> just sidestep that all together you know i may not be a good parent but i'm a smart man yeah not making pancakes with my kids come on let's not yeah, go crazy although here. although that comes to bite you real hard in the ass when uh when your kid turns 13 and they're like what's a spoon how does that yeah, work no, yeah you're like oh, god damn it we talked about that uh not in the last episode of the podcast but two episodes ago when you and i were together talking about uh how good a job we're doing preparing our kids for the future and um it's I'm not, not doing good. a very good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not doing good. So listen, you guys have come to the right place. <laughs> Look, we're not here. We're not here to preach. Club. We're not here to offer advice. We're here to chop it up. You know, Figure put our out. feelings on the line. We're going to be honest with you people. Whoa. Honesty is our hallmark. Authenticity, honesty. It's what people know from the Dad and Barry brand. And I'm not going to stop it, giving it to them. <laughs> is it the fifth time you've posted that same meme? Dude, people do under a rock. Me. What is I it? saw what this is meme. It? I saw you posted this five months ago. Yeah, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> get off my, get off my jock. Yeah, honestly, it's not easy just churning this stuff out. Sometimes you gotta recycle. Give me a break. And there's some quality <laughs> in there. You know what? You gotta go to the well more than once to wring it dry. Well, all right. So I actually, uh, funnily enough, I, I, uh, every now and again, I can't, I can't consume all the content that you produce because it's unbelievably uh yeah it's too much and it's it's incredible however you do the thing where you promote other other parenting um uh brands or podcast i don't know what the fuck they're there anyway other parents out there that are angry on the internet which i love (laughs) and one there was a mom out there she has this uh account and i it was this one tweet i have no idea uh who it was but it wasn't you excuse me and it was basically she said look um I didn't sign up to make every day for my kid like a Disney movie, right? And that's and and you know what? That sort of really that that resonated with me because I was like, you know what? I feel that a lot. I feel that that collectively, as a you know, just in general, that's what we're trying to do. And if we're not doing that, we're feeling bad about not doing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of well, the day, I think you know, if I may. And if I may just counter that point with, fuck that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should not be making every I day a Disney experience. Capable of doing it. Yeah. I mean, aside, that's not true. I have no interest in it. No, that's my not wife true, dude. Your birthday parties for your kids. That's are my wife. Extravagant. That's my wife, right? That's my wife. She can do that. She does that. She feels guilty over um, not doing enough of it. Um, and I'm a little bit more laid back. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're fine. Uh, you know, they're, they're not having a bad childhood. It'll all be fine. But you, there is the balance to be struck between kind of making everything special for them and making everything like a, a nightmarish uh, dystopia, like the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, right? Like sometimes I make them get in a cage and fight each other <laughs> yeah. in the Thunderdome, yeah. you know? That, Two men enter, one man leaves. Who's it going to be? Go. It wasn't Greg. That's how you lost your son, Greg, oh. with three Gs. Oh, I'm sorry. His name was Elmay Mahay. I don't know. I had uh, there was over seven children that I've 
fictitious children, of course. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> murdered and maimed. Look, yeah. can I just say something, parents out there? Make up some fictitious children. It's yeah. really gonna pay off. So actually, that's funny. So that's we're gonna be talking about tough love. We're gonna be talking about um, setting boundaries and being consistent with your discipline and all that kind of stuff in this episode. And there's a, what you just said there is you were saying you gotta make up some fake kids, but the fear of God into your kids, let them know the stakes. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not supposed to do that? I'm pretty sure you are. So we'll get um, into it. Right, right we'll after get this. into it right after this. All right. So tonight we're going to tackle the topic of tough love. Um, I asked a couple of questions about it to get some people's feedback on my Instagram channel. But before we get into that, I, I, so I told you we went apple picking a few weeks ago. It is now officially Halloween season. It's this oh. weekend. We've had a couple of Halloween happenings and we went to get a pumpkin and parve carve pumpkins yesterday. Um, my kids and I carved a couple of pumpkins, by which I mean I carved two pumpkins while my kids were in the other room watching television. Um, I made a Jaws pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern. Okay. Do you carve? Do yeah. You carver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. me real nervous because Big once time. you start carving, you know, you make a mistake and you got to like, okay, I got to make something else out of this because I blew it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a straight up like same design that my yeah, dad, ta- my he taught me a design and then I just did that design and right. I will not deviate from the design. It's like a happy, it's got kind of rounded eyes. Yeah. It's a basic be- though, but a basic jack-o'-lantern face. Oh. I mean, it's look, it's it's a it's the pumpkin spice of jack-o'-lanterns. No, it's got teeth, but it's not like the sure. triangle. It's not the triangle eyes. It's not the triangle. It's a little bit more uh, nuanced than that, I think. And um, but yeah, I do. I you can't. What's a kid gonna do with the knife? I mean, you know, you know how hard it is yeah, to no, actually uh, penetrate a pumpkin. We talked about this about like teaching our kids to use a knife. I want my kid to know how to use a knife. I do not want to watch him learn because it's terrifying. Like right. I'm sitting there, he's stabbing right. a thing. I'm like, no, you want to cut away? No, like it's gonna, it doesn't get any easily because no, it I is can't. hard. And then they're using so much torque, like they rip it back and oh, it's terrible. Exactly. I listen. I want my kids to learn how to use a knife. I just don't know why my 11 year old daughter learned how to use a butterfly knife. Like where did that come from? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> She's been watching a lot of like a 50s crime movies. Well, to be fair, she does go to uh, uh, public school in New York City, so yeah. it's it all kind of makes sense. You know what I mean, guys? Yes. With so, all the knives. Um, it's funny because there's a kid who's got a knife like that in the original uh, or in it, both adaptations, the movie and the TV miniseries from like 1990. Oh, we yeah. showed my 11 year old um, that the first episode of that, which is like really dated, um, but also like it's a pretty tame introduction to. A, a pretty scary subject matter just because it, it was on network television. So the restrictions sort of restrict it from being too scary. It's creepy. It's he was having no problem with it. What the, when f- I was a kid, what I the was hell freaked. are you talking about? It, it, that to this day it, is it, the now, scariest. I've what are you talking about? It. Don't you want it kid? Don't you want it? Don't yeah, you have, want the it? The concept Don't is you? great. Oh my God, dude. Tim that Curry's is great. Have you watched doubt. it recently? It is without a doubt the scariest scene. I've, I've, I can remember it like it was yesterday. No. Of what? Of anything? In, well, what is he? Is he in? Is it in the shower in the or is it in the, No, he's in the. He's, he's down in the sewer the and he's like, sewer. he's like, he's like, do you want the balloon? And then he's like, what? Well, don't you want it? And then he just, just you know, taking it down, like, don't you want it? Yeah, and then don't he growls at the end. And yeah. he's like, don't you want it? Oh my god. So are you? 
you're talking about the television miniseries? The, the television miniseries yeah. with one, none other than uh, what's his name? Donna Green? Uh, no. What? Seth, Seth Green. Jack Ritter. Seth Green is one of the characters when they're kids. Jonathan Brandis uh, is is no, one of the characters who, who's, when they're kids. Who's the clown? The clown Tim is Curry. Tim Curry. Tim yeah. Curry. He's great. Anyway, yeah. so we showed my 11 year old that, um, and there was one part which I agree is like the creepiest part when like the photo album comes alive and Benny White. Oh like, my stares god. At him. Um, uh. But it nowhere near because it scared me when I was a kid, um, and I do think it's better probably in some ways than the movie adaptations that came out a couple years ago. The second half like the second movie adaptation because they split it into two was so bad um but i'm trying to find some entry-level horror movies to like show him and i felt like that was like because it was network television it wasn't going to be like hbo scary right it was going to kind of be you pg-13 at most and uh yeah. he handled it fine yeah you yeah yeah you didn't think uh like a like a 10 foot naked grandma was going to be scary That's shining dude oh no i think you'll find it's the second half no but that's kid. not in the it's not going to be in the, the network television one. That's in the movie. No, I know. That's why right. you're saying the movie was not that scary. And I was like, what's what? Why wouldn't you find a naked grandma who's like 10 <laughs> foot tall? Scary. And it's still daytime. Just running around the apartment being like, yeah. she's, and she's, really she 10 feet tall. Yeah, she got pretty tall. She, she like got stretches out. It's weird. I, it gets really. I mean, the scariest part is that she's like. Like in the background, like running around naked. It's that's yeah, well, yeah. She like darts between. Yeah, I don't like that movie though. That movie's okay. I don't like the style. It's all like um really quick camera movements when he's Pennywise and stuff. Like Tim I have no better. no. The thing I don't like about that movie is literally it was like three quarters of the way through. I'm like, dude, that's the old Spice guy. That's guy? the old Spice. Uh, Isaiah Mustafa or whatever his name is. Who is he in in it? He's He's the main guy. He's the guy who sits back. He's the only black guy. The librarian. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's the librarian. Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't he, remember. He's the only guy and he sits back in the town. He's the only right. guy who doesn't leave and he stays there. Yeah. Only to tell that. everybody to come but back. But I didn't know it was the speed stick, dude. He's the, he's the old spice guy. That's what I mean. Minute, I know who that guy is. I just don't remember the movie, so I don't remember. The minute it hit me, I couldn't. I immediately. I was on my phone the whole time, just looking at old commercials of him. Like, now I'm in a towel. Now I'm in here. Now I'm on a horse. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So I was. I was hoping the movie might like scare my kid a little bit. Um, but it didn't. So instead, um, a couple times he said it was funny, and I was like, oh shit. Anyway, so sometimes he needs tough love. <laughs> a horrible, horrible okay. segue. But. Like he's pissing me off. He he lost his phone. I was telling you before we got on air. Um and you know so like trying to teach responsibility and consequences and stuff. There are a couple of comments about this in the thing. But before we get into that, you wanted to do kind of a a parents in the news segment. And this dovetails perfectly. So there's a story out of um, Shreveport, Louisiana, where there's a bunch of violence at a school. Like 23 arrests in a week at a high school, and like 40 local dads and high school dads. Um, formed dads on duty and go to the school and like, like greet everybody and make dad jokes and like give them everybody stern looks and like set the tone and the vibe since they started doing it there's no there's been no arrest no incidents right and the kids are like yeah you know they're funny but it's also like tough love they legitimately talk about and the dads talk about how they're giving tough love to these kids like scaring them a little bit not joking around with them too much letting them know like you know we could right. fuck you up if we have to um but I thought that was pretty interesting because it wasn't about um, like corporal punishment or, 
you know, making the kids go to detention or anything like that, right? Was it just a fun, like, dads are good at the tough love thing, hopefully. Right. Are you good at it? Uh, I don't know uh, if I am, but I definitely, I, I, I practice it. And, and, and look, I think tough love is. What is uh, tough love to you, Pete? What does it on, mean to uh, you? Honestly, what it is, is it's, it's uh, no bullshit. It's you be you at your absolute most. You're just a rule giver. And the and the point is, is that it things have happened, you know, so something is uh, not acceptable. And you're you're going to not only just say, hey, this doesn't work, but you're going to say why it doesn't work. Look, you can't you know, you can't leave the house looking like this and move mm-hmm. on to the next thing. I mean, we're, we're a big, I'm a big believer. Uh, my wife is too, of just like, look, if you're going to make a fort, cool. You want to play with it. Awesome. Uh, you, it's going to turn the living room upside down. Get it. Okay. Uh, but if you're now moving on to like watching a show or screens or something in a different room, um, no, like you can't, you got to clean up and then, and then it's going to like, there's going to be meltdowns. There's going to be all that. And oh, yeah, look, of course. I mean, that's, that's one element of it. Honestly, the other element in my mind is I, I really believe this. So I, I told you I'm a coach of a soccer team and uh, both my kids soccer teams and I have been for a few, few years now. And what is really interesting is kids love being told they can't do something. They really, they actually, mm-hmm. it's a thing. Like if you tell a kid and, and I've, I've experienced you know, I'll tell them like, for example, I'll, you know, one way, as opposed to being like, Hey, you got to clean up your room or clean up this fort. I'll be like, there's no way a kid like you or From you or you could possibly clean up a room like this. Cause only an amazing kid could do that. But that's not what you could Cause you are like, obviously look at you, you're just <laughs> tiny kids. You're only a grown up. I'm going to go upstairs and you what I normally do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I really, I mean, I lay it on. And then what I do is I'll be like, I'm just gonna go upstairs because I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call someone, we're gonna get some people in to clean this up, and the, you know, who can really do this properly, yeah. not like what you guys could do. And then they'll be like, Dad, come downstairs, and I'll be like, What it, what it, and I'll be like, still grumpy because I know what's gonna happen. Yes. And they'll come down and they'll be like, We we didn't fall for it, you dickhead. We still yeah, not going to exactly. it up. <laughs> I was going to say, order suck that it. shit. Yeah, yeah, suck it. You better order those people because yeah. we ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I did – one of the questions I asked was about what how other people defined tough love. And Miss Pterodactyl said what you, what, basically what you were saying. Set boundaries and expectations and make consequences if they don't follow the rules. Follow through. Keep your word even if it hurts. Don't let them walk all over you. You're the boss, right? She's like yeah. – she should be a halftime uh, – she should be a coach. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Tough love. Um, my problem with this is, and I've said this on multiple podcasts, is the consistency and staying true to something we set forth and yeah. sticking. Some of it's sticking to it, but mostly it's it's responding the same way all the time or having the same set of rules all the time, like just keeping things straightforward and consistent um, and following through, right? So we were talking yeah. earlier where you said it's good to have fake kids that you can say died because they were idiots or because they deserved right. it. So um, it's it can be tough to be like the dude, the tough love and be like the bad cop or whatever, which we can talk about. We've talked about before. But sometimes like one of my one of my wife's friends said that every once in a while she would like tell the kids if they were being dicks. And this is what's tough because it needs to be a short time frame. If they're being dicks like Saturday morning or Friday evening, yeah. you make up an event yeah. and say, we're not going to be able to fucking go to this like 
the go to the playground like we plan to tomorrow. If you don't right. follow through and then you cancel it, you yank it out from under them, even though it didn't exist. Like we were planning on going to the zoo. We have tickets right. and everything. And then you go, nope, we ain't going because you guys aren't behaving well. And you show them like, look at what you lost. Look at what we sacrificed just to make yeah. a point. And then they believe that you'll follow through. I've never actually done that. Have you? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I don't know if I, um, so as much as I do make up kids, I, it's my kids know that I'm a, a general, well, yeah. pretty sarcastic asshole. Uh, however, they see through us. They, yes, they see the through it, but but I but they but they sort of glean the the part underneath, which is dead deadly serious, which is yeah, like, right. brush brush your fucking teeth and go to bed. Uh, uh, that's like literally all I've ever wanted as a parent. Let's just brush your teeth and go to bed, and like yeah. we're like that's ninety percent there. We're on the oh, five year line yeah. at that, yeah. But I think more more is actually telling your kids that they've done uh, a bad job. And what I mean by that is like, for example, uh, you know, when when something has happened and it's, uh, you know, it, it just uh, again, I'll, I'll use a soccer analogy where like, you know, I'll know my ki- kid's kind of walking or whatever. I'm not going to be like, hey, you did great. I'm mean, like, hey, look, you know, you were walking a lot like that. That yeah. didn't work, you know, and and honest, not in a and again, not in a putting it down like but. But this is actually kind of really the point that I wanted to talk about. So I'm like umming and erring about like, well, you know, I, I want to respect your feelings. I want to, but at the same time, like, look, there is a, a point at which you need to be, you need to know like the real world. And the real yes. world is tough. And the real world is hard. And by Have the way, ever- we, we live it now. So here's a real problem. So because we're going to get a little bit meta, I'm going to come out a little bit, which is we're in a place now where, you know, too much, right? Like, so too much, like, hey, like everything is okay. Like, you're okay. It's like that. I don't, five podcasts ago, whatever it was, again, I'm doing all this through my coaching. But I mean, this was the thing that really resonated. I mean, it, it really sparked me in a way that it hit, hit me so deep. I told one of, one of the kids I was coaching, uh, who wasn't listening, wasn't playing their position, um, and and was just you know just literally just was doing whatever they wanted. The other team scored, and I just brought I took the kid aside. I was like, hey, look, the the, the reason the team scored is because you weren't in your position because it's a team and you have a mm-hmm. role to do. And like I know you want to play a different role, but this is the role that you need to play, and you this is why this it's important. Team. And immediately, his dad, who was right under mm-hmm. beside me. Uh, I turned around and the dad immediately said, hey, don't worry about it. Everything is okay. You didn't do anything wrong. Anyone could have done that mistake and uh, totally nullified it. Now, uh, to me, that was the most corrosive thing anyone could have said. Because the point (laughs) – tough love. Look, I'm not a – I'm – you know – what you're looking for is you're looking for resistance in order to grow, in order to become strong, right? Do we want our kids to become strong? Yes. Or, you know, yes, of course we want our kids to become strong. You do not become strong doing only the simplest stuff. It doesn't matter what you apply that to. And 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 quite honestly, the concept of like mental toughness, right? Like that's used a lot and it's used in a very positive light. But then the minute it's like, hey, but you know, you have to also balance it with like, let's make sure everyone's nice and everyone's, you can be nice, but you can also be direct. And I think that's the key. It's like, 
just remove the t- like there's two parts to it right move the corporal punishment out of it which i 100 percent was uh that happened to me when i was growing up 100 percent. i completely agree like fuck that that doesn't need but keep the intent and the intent is you have fucked up and you need to know that you fucked up and that's a really important part not just like like hey it could have happened to anyone but like you actually you the kid have fucked up and you need to make it better. And here's how you can make it better, right? And that, I think, in my opinion, is some of the stuff that is getting a little bit lost. Uh, and I and I am 100% guilty of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think you know you, when you let someone off the hook, like that example I just gave you. Like, what is that going – like, how is that person going to be better for that? Well, I think it's two you different know? kinds of, of, of love you're getting there. The guy is just unconditionally loving his kid and coddling him, which can be bad. And then you're Absolutely saying – Absolutely, it can be you're bad. Saying it can you be as – Yeah. Your definition of tough love was that whole thing that you just said. It was very eloquent. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing. <laughs> that stupid thing. No, but I mean, let, let's let's be clear here. That's actually. It, it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and crystallize it. I actually think not doing, not practicing tough love can actually be as toxic, and as detrimental mm-hmm. as. And again, tough love. What are we talking about? It's tough love. It's no, 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 no. <laughs> you fucked up, right? Like you did something wrong. You did something wrong. And but this is how you fix it. And and again, it's, showing the correct way to how you fix it or how do you redeem? Look, hey, you came home late. You did this. It's you hate did the that. sin, not the sinner. Yeah. It's it's telling yeah. kids they're not a jerk. They're just acting like a jerk. <laughs> uh yeah. By the that. way, a hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Right now you are yeah. acting like a jerk. You get your ass downstairs. Like what I mean, I'm not advocating swearing. I'm not like Again, I I am a I'm a believer of when your kid uh, starts to take control of the situation, and we all know what's happening, like a tantrum, right? Like they're having mm-hmm. a tantrum. But what happens when they're you know eight, 18 months old versus when they're seven or 13 or 12? Like it becomes different, right? And the thing is, is that they and again, I think this is really key. They have to understand. You just said it with that comment, which is they have to they know that. This is your world they're living in. We're not living in their world, right? They didn't. We didn't come into their world. They came into yeah. ours. Right. And the, these are the rules. I brought you, you in to, this world. I can take you out of it. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, that and that's concept, why you tell them you've taken several of their brothers out of it. <laughs> there you go. And Fucking that's fact. How your parent, motherfuckers. <laughs> so Deb Deb DeShetler um, said. She summed it up this way. Um, tough love is just saying no without being a dick, um, which is part of it. But I think sometimes being a dick's OK. <laughs> it better be or I'm in trouble. No, but I mean, um, look, I, I agree. I think you, you know, you, what you're without being a dick. Look, here's the thing. Your kid's being a dick, like clearly like that. What their job sure. is, their job is to push boundary, right? Not their job. Fuck that. What they're going to do is push boundaries. And what you're going to do is set those boundaries. And the key, which I uh, am really focused on, is making sure that those boundaries are the boundaries. So meaning they're going to like be tested. By the way, just saw Jurassic Park. Clever girl. They're always testing mm-hmm. the different the weaknesses like to find. Kids, yeah. 
And of course, my 13-year-old constantly is just like, hey, mom said I could go out to like like 12 midnight. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, that doesn't sound true. <laughs> not advocating not for true. swearing. You got to be home at, t- at 10. Like, that's it. And and then, you know, she'll do the same thing. She'll be like, dad said I can go out. You know, they're, they're playing. Sure. They're going to they're going to push well, every boundary you can possibly. Part of it is is having the set boundaries, but also to get back to something you're saying before is almost everything you do, especially when they become teenagers, they think you're being a dick no matter if you are or not, because exactly. you're telling them they can't do things. Right. And I have a meme that was, you know, sometimes you got to be an asshole to your kid to make sure that they don't grow up to be an asshole. But what that really means is sometimes you've got to do stuff that your kid that makes your kid think you're an asshole. Right. hundred percent for their benefit. Right. Um, and that's essentially what tough love is. Right? You have to do stuff the kid doesn't want that is in their best interest, but they don't understand that. Right. But the key to it is you never get physical and make sure that they know that it's hate the sin, not the sinner, that you love them and you're just trying to teach them to become a better person and this is how the real world works, and you are going to be a fucking living in a cardboard box if you don't get your shit together, yeah. right? And, until cardboard boxes become like the next big like van life thing. Anyway, the, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like oh cardboard box, cool. There was some article that came out where some couple was like um, living in those big trucking or the shipping yeah. containers. They were like the shipping container home is a scam. Oh yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, it didn't work out for you. Shocker. Uh, well, yeah, that didn't work out for. Brian Landry or those guys either did Yikes. it, Mike. Yeah, did it, Mike. No, I wasn't. That's not I, what I was talking about. I thought I'd make it like really funny. So um, no, but I, look, look, look. I I want to I want to pick up on this one thing because I think this is important. <laughs> By the way, uh, we, if you are listening to this, you are a parent, and your job, our job, my job. We we have to parent these kids. And by the way, and this is part of it, and I really feel it. I feel this way. We live in Brooklyn. Mike, you and I both live in Brooklyn. Yeah. We uh, happen to not live in the same uh, building, but we're trying desperately to make that happen so that our love yeah. can, finally, now, yeah. can finally be realized. But the point is, is that, you know, uh, there is a very like there, there is a very sort of. Uh, an emphasis placed on, you know, just being very aware, et cetera, aware. I'm going to use the word aware, uh, which I agree with, uh, by the way. Um, but at a certain point, the like there is a limit and you are their parent, not their friend. In fact, right. yes. and, and I think this is key, which is, uh, you know, uh, my f- you know, my a friend of mine who had a re- really like aggressive dad growing up. Uh, is super good friends with his dad now. And the whole point is, is that's kind of the deal, right? You're not your kid's friend. Like when they're like 18 months, exactly. You are their parent. And it's like it. And by the way, how do you show someone that you love them is you make them feel safe. That's the most important thing. So what makes them not feel safe if you're hitting them, if you're punching them, if you're screaming mm-hmm. at them, if you're threatening to throw them out, like that shit doesn't make a kid feel safe. So that is going to instantly make their home life a shit show. However, if they're fed, if they're clothed, if you're, right. you know, like just because you don't make it to every single one of their fucking recorder, you know, sessions. Because yeah, sessions. recital <laughs> sessions. Yeah, like, like it's one of their jazz jam, recorder jam sessions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the point is, is it's okay. 
And I think it's okay also uh, to really just to be to to say like, look, no, I don't think so. Like when when my kid, you know, it's like, no, I don't think this is good. Like what like, you know, what 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 is this? Like the fucking trees aren't purple, dude. Why would you give me a card that has purple trees on it for Father's Day? Are you kidding me? Oh, because oh, Japanese maple. Okay, fine. One time you got it. You got it right one time, and you were super specific, and you nailed it. Okay. And you were proud. So look, so so we were talking about how you can't be too hard on them. You can't hit them. You don't want them to be scared of you from like you yelling at them. They have to always no understand and believe that you love them. But you can also go the other way. Can have them be scared of you Sometimes. as a parent. As a parent, a meaning. The, the the parental overseer. Yeah, and the sure. Part, like but, you, but not, but you're not worried about like, consequences. Not like not they're worried, gonna murder not you. Not worried for their own safety, of course. Yeah. They want to feel safe and secure and loved. No, my parents would, my my kids would would never be scared of me because they know I'd kick the shit out of them if they do, if they were. So, you know. Oh yeah. The yeah. beating will stop when morale improves. <laughs> you know what? They would they would be <laughs> three insults into the Miami Dolphins and you'd be like, stop. Okay, enough. Please. Please, no, that can't hurt me. Nothing hurts me. I'm a bulletproof when it comes to those shitheads, fucking dolphins. So why do you even bring that up? I'm so I'm so used to them failing. I was talking to some other dad I met at like the my son's Halloween thing. He's a Buccaneers fan. We we're talking about how we kind of switched because they used to be a joke. Um, and then I was like, yeah, for for my birthday, my wife got me NFL Sunday ticket. They're one in six, right? It's like the worst <laughs> possible season for it. Um. Anyway, maybe my wife is. Maybe my wife knew it was going to happen, and she just wants me to. Yeah. No, see she's all of it. She's uh, make me suffer. Assistant. Um. So you mentioned earlier, did your um? So so sorry. Um. Vera Matera said, "Oh, this is actually something I want to bring up real quick." So Vera Matera said, "My question was about tough love and how we 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 don't spank or anything like that." I mentioned that in my like Instagram story. And Vera Motera said it should be illegal. Plenty of scientific proves, evidence proves it's harmful and doesn't work. I know she's talking about spanking and corporal punishment because I've seen all those same studies yeah. and it is. But it sort of seems like she's saying tough love should be illegal. And if that is what she's saying, that's not how we feel here. But I'm pretty sure she's saying the other thing. Um, but what we're, what you mentioned earlier that um, – so my parents – I can't remember if my parents spanked me. I think probably what happened is like they spanked me once or twice and I was then scared enough of being spanked yeah. that, you know, I stepped in the line. I don't consider myself psychologically scarred from it, but I don't think I've ever spanked my kids. Were you spanked and do you spank? Uh, I, w- I was spanked uh, uh, and I, yeah, it was, I mean, not, not, there was a few times and I, I did, there was one time where I spanked my eldest daughter. That was the only yeah. time that ever happened. But, uh, but it was, it, I, look, uh, it, it, like I said, it called for it. The, the situation yeah. was so, was so intense that, that, that she, you know, and it, the, it, it had, it had to, it had to yeah. be broken in terms yeah. of like, look, this is my house. This I is our place. This is where we my eleven-year-old once. It was for the same reason, right? It's yeah. like the atmosphere is so charged. Something is like something needs to kind of bring everything into focus. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, and now and I think look, it was just the, once, and they're more surprised than my kid was more surprised than he was like anything else, right? Yeah. Like, he just did not anticipate it, which good. And I've never done it again. But you should be surprised. But, it shouldn't be the norm. No, I mean, look, and here's again, again, the awareness factor is the key. And I, and however, what I will say though is, when I grew up, when I was going to school, I went to school in the UK, and um, uh, so definitely like, like, 
ruler, uh, like being punched by like this is all by teachers, like chokeholds, like kick, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. whole thing, like was just like, but that was just what happened to everyone, um, or so the other kids would have me believe. So anyway, <laughs> it was it was a wonderful life, uh, it was a wonderful existence. No, but I I and I believe. Look, I I don't I don't believe in that stuff, but what I do believe in. And this is this is I, I really believe this is um, and I believe this writ large is you need to be uh, you need to have that fire. And this is part of what the tough love is about. Right. So being told no is a really important part of who you can become and mm -hmm. who you will become. In fact, if we think about it. You know, being told no or you can't do this or that's not happening is is the incomplete is the only formula for how we get stronger and better and move forward. Now, okay, so let's let's take this for a second. That is not to say, uh, you know, hey, you're a fucking piece of shit. You never do anything. Uh, this is the twenty fifth time I've asked you to brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. Look, this is not a transcript for my parenting, by the way. But the point is, is that like there is something to like, hey, you you were you were totally faking it out there. You didn't have a good game. Boom, like that, like you did. That wasn't good. You were totally uh, faking it. Yeah, you weren't. You weren't. You weren't. You weren't, you weren't giving playing it your, your best. All. Yeah. You weren't giving your all. And by the way, I'm gonna be. And then, well, hold on a second. Like, let's make no, no. You weren't doing the best that I know you can do. And I'm gonna make sure that you know that. And that is that. Have you is ever thrown one. a folding chair at one of your soccer players? Probably <laughs> night style. No, but I have. <laughs> I have worn a red sweater, and I'm very, very rotund at this point. Oh please, you look a little, little corn-fed though, right? Yeah. A little bit. No offense. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um. So, someone said. Photograph, I assume it's photography by Christian James, said, my teen laughs at tough love. He is of the entitled generation, and I miss the paddle. I know I'm not going to judge the dude too much for making that comment. Lots of parents will say something like that. I think that's really just an indication that, you know, they know it's bad and they don't do it. And sort of like a joke, like um, but back in the day, it was a lot more commonplace. Um, but I do wonder, do you do you agree with his contention that, like, kids these days are just entitled and therefore, you know, they don't respond to tough no. love. Or do you think that's, that's, shouldn't that be household by household no. more than anything else? I think, I think, fuck it that. Depends on he, the parenting. He, exactly. I think it's our responsibility, my mm -hmm. responsibility, your responsibility. I, I believe this is why actually, and I don't want to get like, you know, look, we, we like I said, we started this like just to be like it sucks, like all oh, shitty diapers and be getting shitted on and all this. Mm -hmm. But it, it kind of grew for me at least, and it and it and and I love it. Like I I am so happy and content being a dad, and I love it. It's one of it's the absolute greatest thing. But I have a, such a feeling of responsibility in, mm -hmm. in for me from for me and my kids to prepare them for what's happening, which is this. Uh, the hockey stick level of change that's happening, right? So like what's wh where our parent, mm -hmm. like the difference yeah, between yeah. our generation, our parents' generation, I've never understood how our parents, boomers, can turn around and be like, okay, millennial, like motherfucker, 
<laughs> like, bitch, where do you think they come from? Like, like, how do you, how are you that fucking divorced from reality to not understand that <laughs> everything that you have done has led up to this? And it's you can't divorce yourself as if it was like, well, yeah, okay. as if you're a different nationality, like as if you had nothing to do with anything. It's like, no, so no. did your parents use tough love? Would you consider uh, it? I would say, yeah, my, I mean, my parents were uh, pretty, I would say, not uh, tough. Yeah, they were pretty tough. They, uh, yeah, they were always challenged. They'd be like, dude, are you sure? Like, is that the best? Like, is that the best so you can do? By tough. So you keep talking about, like, the kind of coaching thing in terms of, like, getting, pushing kids to, to their potential and all that stuff. And I'm talking love. more about, like, you know, I know, but I'm love. talking more about, like, you know, tough love being about being like parents are really strict almost or like parents set all these rules and guidelines because they're doing what's best for you. That can definitely go too far. Right. Like if you're like the girl in Carrie <laughs> or I like I knew a kid who was so sheltered in high school when he got to college and was on his own. He, you know, got unbelievably like dangerously drunk a couple of yeah. times and had to like get sent home and was on probation for a few months until he worked his way back because he was just unleashed because he had never had any kind of freedom or anything at home. Right. That's one of the ways that can backfire. Toddling kids and, and, and giving them no boundaries is a way it can backfire. And it's funny because you're talking about you have to tell kids no. A, a lot of times the way that a person reacts to being told no is like a summation of their kind of character and the kind of person they are. Like there's but the entitled dude, person who 100%. won't take no for an answer. There's somebody who sees it as a challenge. There's some people who are just really respectful. Some people who are just back down because they're meek. Like there's, there's the whole spectrum. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like teaching kids, telling the only way you can teach kids how to handle no is to actually let them experience it. And as right. the parent and as the number one person interacting with them, you know, that's your responsibility. And sometimes they're not going to listen and they're going to ignore you and break the rules yeah. and stuff. But that's part of it too. And then that's you got to make sure it. you have boundaries and consequences that repeat, you know, and that are consistent when they do break those rules, blah, blah, blah. You know, I exactly I, I, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, that's it, right? You're defining the boundaries. And by the way, even within your own family unit, right? Like my three kids are three different individuals. Like they are mm -hmm. totally their own people and all what, and again, you know, but it's the same rules. Like I have a core principle of things that I believe in, right? And I'm going to just be like, look, these are the, the yeah. this is it. This is what I believe in. This is how I think we should do things. And they're going to like go on either side of those things. And like, mm -hmm. but, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to waver. And um, I mean, like, yeah. for example, I believe so firmly that this is such this is such an opportunity like we everything is happening like the bill has come due right everything our society yeah I, I feel like the bill has come due and it's our responsibility to encourage our kids to be able to adapt and have change and understand how to make things work and 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 as they change you know understand like what's you know uh, let me give you an example. I have a really high ceiling and low. Yeah. For what's like I like I have like a like a super sh like hard ceiling and a very hard floor. Everything mm -hmm. in the middle, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Like a very wide range. But once you cross either that ceiling or the floor, like I just have no like did I you, will. It's over. Did you follow the Bean Dad saga from during the pandemic? 
not that bean it's over, but in the middle, where there's a, a bean, guy, Bean Dad, on, on Twitter told a story. We may have met, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, told a story about how his daughter, maybe was 10, maybe was eight. I don't remember. It's a very pertinent detail. Um, but she was like, I'm hungry. And he was like, you know, make something. And she's like, all we have is like um, baked beans. <laughs> and 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 I don't know how to use a can opener. And he's like, well, if I can figure it out, right? And then he's detailing how it like took her four hours. He didn't help her. And then everybody was just like, you fucking, he got canceled in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just got as fucking obliterated. Um, which I think he's trying to practice. He thinks he's practicing tough love, right. but he goes too right. far. Blah right. blah blah. The ideal scenario for me, and I think for every parent, if you can, if you can handle it, and part of this is like some of it is a little bit like not being a helicopter, like not rushing to your kid when he falls and gets hurt, whatever, whatever. As they get older, natural consequences are the best. A couple of people said this. Cathar Fit said she likes natural consequences when possible. Silver 777 said, you forget your homework at home, you get a zero. Like you have to learn how the world works. Right. That's one of the things, right. right? Like, oh, like we're going to school the other day. We That's were going a good to school. One. That's a good we were one. going to school the other day. And right before we walked in the door, my son was like, oh, I forgot my water. I'm like, I tell you every single night, and every morning, because I go, I walk my other kid to school first. I come back, I get him. I'm like, when I walking out the door, I'm like, you know, brush yeah. your teeth, get dressed, put all your shit in your bag, get your Kindle, get your yeah, water, yeah. all that stuff. And if you, if I come back and we got to go and you don't have that, that's on you. And like, there have to be consequences. Exactly. That's another example. Exactly. Of right. There we go. I mean, look, it's these Training are. Them up. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, the point is, is you know, you're you're 11. Right. Like you're in middle school, dude, like like, you know, back like four generations, you would have been right. like running a business, uh, a very shitty, shitty business. You didn't have water that day. Right. You love you love the water thing because we never had water when we were kids and we were just fine. So we I should have said that to my son. I never yeah. had water. You put have you ever drank from a tap? It's one of my favorite ways to drink water, to be honest. The worst thing is though, is you do that and then he forgets his water again the next day, and you're like, Oh, right. And then again, you're like, Oh, he's not actually he's none of this is sticking. Some of this is an ADHD thing where it's just he needs to have a checklist to remember all that shit. And it's not necessarily his fault when he doesn't, but it doesn't stop it from being irritating and frustrating and challenging. No, man. I mean, that's it, right? Like the the point is, is it's not it's not all tough love all the time, but it is tough love in general, right? Like the yes. whole point is, is that it's it's the right amount of tough love and not the right amount of oh, everything is going to be fine. Everything is unicorns. It's a right. Disney. It's a Disney movie every day. Like that is what it is not. And in fact, the Disney. And uh, Mommy Owl, just to give her a shout, who said, who wrote that one, I think. Yeah, okay. That's the Instagrammer. I think yeah. The Disney movie every day is, is not the, that's not the way to go. If, and, if you had to live yeah. in a Disney movie, what one would it be? I would say the Simpsons movie. Oh, that's a fucking oh, loophole bullshit. <laughs> you would like to live in the Springfield? I don't think so. Yeah, man. Are you kidding? Where <laughs> I, was, is, I live where in Shelbyville. I'd be over in Shelbyville. The fucking lemon tree. Oh my god, you know who loves that? My middle, my middle kid. She that's just loves sign. The Simpsons. I know. I love it so much. It's so good. She knows everything. You should but, show her the It miniseries. See how she takes to that. The one that I showed my son. They're the same age. Yeah, but she's she's not there. She's not are you, are, so we know you hate Halloween. Are your kids dressing up or did you say? I Look, I let, let me clarify my stance on Halloween. Um, 
I'm a grown man. I have a mortgage. Uh, like I just don't need to dress up. Like, this is what they mean when they say when you need, become an adult, your heart dies. Like, I don't this is you. fucking no, it doesn't. It never you, was you, alive to begin with. Mike. Where's Peter Pan? It was never. Yeah, listen, it was never there to begin with. That's the thing. But I, I just look. Let the kids enjoy it. It's fine. I don't have to fucking dress up. Like what? When, with, with when the Mary. fuck did that happen? Where all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like, you have to like go as a family. By the way, any look, I'm gonna call bullshit a thousand times over. You see a little kid dressed up as Marty McFly? Fuck yeah, that. That's like see the, parents the most chosen. disingenuous. Sure, like that's, that kid doesn't know what the fuck Marty McFly is. Like well, that, you should go up to him and say, Danny hates ALS. Danny hates Michael J. Fox. You see a five-year-old wearing an ACDC t-shirt and you're like, give me fucking, tell me, name me their five best songs. <laughs> give me three songs. <laughs> and that kid. And what album did Brian anything. Jones? Huh? That kid won't be able to tell you anything, including no. where their parents are. He's, you know why? Because he's a fucking poser, just like that yeah. Martin McFly kid. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, he's in your van. It doesn't matter anyway, because it's all nah, too yeah. late for he's him. He's mad. His tape. His mouth is taped shut. He's not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So so me and mom and Barry are dressing up. It's this. It's this Sunday. I don't want to spoil it. Um. There's a chance as I'm getting ready, it will not work for me, and I'll abandon it. So I don't want to. What are you? I'm not telling you. I'm saying uh, this is what I'm saying. Until, because there's a chance if I try to do it, it doesn't work. It's out. Um, but uh, my wife is very good at this kind of thing. It was actually my idea. So we'll see what happens. We'll, I'll All share right, some it's photos. A family unit. All right, so it's a family unit. There's no, it's a... not. It's not a full family costume because we can never get the two kids to agree, right. and there's no way for us to really adhere to the youngest one who would probably like it the most. But is 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 mom He's and buried? Mom and buried in on it. So you and mommy and buried are going. Me and mom and buried. It's a couple costume, yeah. Years ago, please. Years ago, I did a couple costume with her. This was like before we were married in actually Salem. She dressed as a pretty woman. But Julie Roberts, before she gets rich, like where she's dressed as a hooker with a yellow wig and she made the Heather made the dress and everything. It's impressive. And I went as Richard Gere in a gray suit and I sprayed my hair gray, but I was chubby at the time. So I looked like Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, everyone's like Bill Clinton, Paula. <laughs> I oh, had to whatever. be next to her for it to make for them to make any connection as to who I was. And even then, still, it could have just been Bill Clinton and a hooker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. probably just as likely. Um, That's my anyway, favorite so we, thing. We totally. Well, I think Heather and I are gonna are gonna crush this costume, just like you and I just crushed this tough love <laughs> topic. We just fucking once again, we're kind of like we're throwing no hitters. We're hitting for the cycle every week. Uh, we got into it, guys, and I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, and I and look, I feel like it's a conversation that we we should start not just here, but just in general. Like it's a conversation that we need to start. We're, we're the parents, by the way. Yes. Like this, it's not the government. Like we are the ones that are responsible for how our the next generation is going to be turn out. God, that so, was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And if they're they're gonna be Mets fans and oh, Dolphins God. fans, just, just them. Are you a Mets fan? Yeah. Oh my God, you're I gross. Know. You know why? You know why? There's the seat. First of all, uh, uh, City Field is literally one of the oh, best. so much it's better than Yankee so Stadium. So awesome. The new so Yankee I, Stadium is 
Shionk. Yeah, yeah. Including like I love like the when you're walking around the stadium, like you're like in a service hallway, like yeah, just yeah, random. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I know. Yeah. In, like a, like next to sewer pipes. But yeah. City Field is so awesome, and is cool. uh, the tickets are Chef's so Kiss. Salt Bay. Yeah. So cheap. Salt Bay. So Salt- um. That reminds me. So I just did the stupid Salt Bay thing. I do want to remind people, we have a YouTube channel. So feel free to subscribe to that um, and watch us on there. You can see. Don't feel free. Do not feel free. You can see how often I roll my eyes when Pete is uh, waxing poetic about some (laughs) shit. Um, You check out what I'm wearing. I look I look pretty, pretty good. I got a new I got a new fins cap. Nice colors. Love it. Fins one and six, baby. (laughs) <laughs> the cap did not did not uh, turn the tide. They did not win when I got my new cap because I got it right before this Sunday's game. Um, anyway, we will be back next week. Uh, maybe me and Heather, maybe me and Pete. You got to roll the dice. No, no, we don't know. We you don't roll know. The bones. Neil Pert wrapped. But listen, what we would love is if you would rate us on uh, App, uh, Apple. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, that That's would what be it's the called best. Apple, right? It's not iTunes anymore. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yes. Subscribe wherever you want. Rate us on Apple. Check us out on YouTube. We will be back. I will let everybody know what I dressed as uh, this year for Halloween. Oof. Pete will again explain that he is I'll be too old t-shirt. for this shit. Yeah. I'll be in a t-shirt. Is your wife dressing up? I, I'm sure she's got like cat ears and a witch. Yeah, co- it's it's all, basic. you know what? She can look pretty good pretty quick. And then, of course, it's uh-huh. always like everything gets like explained. Like, yeah, I'm a cat witch. And I'm like, motherfucker, like. That's like such <laughs> bullshit. Like, no wonder you hate it so much. No, but I have these uh, glasses that have sideburns, and I become Elvis. And everyone. No, and look, this is what I think I hate the most no, about don't. Halloween: is half trying is worse yes. than not yes. dressing. Oh, no, you have up to commit at or all. Do nothing. Yeah. And guess what? I choose nothing. Okay. I can respect that stance because if I didn't have a wife who was into it, I would probably do nothing because I agree with you. Halfway is usually like humiliating and weird. Yeah, like Bill Clinton. <laughs> that was an accident. That was an accident. But yeah. I had the ultimate accessory. It was perfect. Anyway, we'll show you. Uh, I'll show you my costume next week. We will. Uh, we'll be back here to chop it up about something else. I don't know what it is yet. Um, All right. And then uh, we'll catch you in the flip. Well, thanks so much. We love you. See you next time.